0: Do all of you listeners realize that 50 years ago or so in 1970, the average salary for a Major League Baseball player, average, was $29,300? This year, it's over $4.4 million. That's an average player. Against that backdrop, Dan Colarusso, our Global Digital Editor, and I are talking about free agency today in all sports, football, baseball primarily. How are you?
1: I'm doing great. I'm not doing as well as Kirk Cousins or Nate Solder or Trumaine Johnson. Slightly better than Mike Mustakas. I'm. Um, I, I, you know, you and I talked about this a bit last week after the show. I've been amazed at the pace of the NFL free agent signings and just the activity, especially when you compare it to kind of the sluggish, kind of a deliberate, uh, weighted out attitude that Major League Baseball teams seem to have during the free agent uh, feeding frenzy there. It wasn't much of a frenzy at all. Um, So, you know, it's a great issue and it goes to the heart of kind of the asset management of professional sports these days, I think.
0: Asset management, financial management, we confirm that it's run as a business. Part of the discussion is that everybody, you either have collusion, we'll talk about it after the interview, or everybody reaches the same management decision simultaneously because they're all good managers. I'm not implying one or the other. I'm just suggesting just another good example of the business of sports. And as we went out to find the right free agent kind of commentary, we found a guy who's been in it yet above the fray. His name is Rick Davis. He is a partner of Wallace, Jordan, Ratliff, and Brandt uh, law firm Birmingham. But that's not why we have Mon. He is basically the uh, representative of, of many if not most uh, coaches, uh, Bobby Bowden, Sylvester Croom, Chan Gailey. But he's also been involved in representing people on the baseball and football side. As important, he was a captain of the Alabama football team in 1974, along with Sylvester Croom, played with the Buccaneers, uh, uh, born in Alabama. We'll talk about all of that after we hear Rick Davis. Sports professor Rick Harrow in the boardroom keeping score. I am proud and honored to have a venerable lawyer who has done it all. He was a co-captain of the 1974 Alabama team with Sylvester Croom. He was recruited and given a scholarship by Bear Bryant. He started a sports business agency practice with, with William Fraley, having Rafe Perkins as a first client in 1983, which is 35 years ago, back in the Ice Age. He was part of the John McKay, can we execute all of the players he'll tell the story tampa bay buccaneers is one of the slowest safeties in the history of sport i give you rick davis if he's still on the line after that intro how was that
2: that was great rick i appreciate uh, all those great compliments
0: (laughs) yeah they were backhanded as they might have been so the reason why we're doing this today is that free agency has skyrocketed in both football and baseball and i can't think of anybody to kind of comment on the business than somebody who's as well-rounded in all seriousness you've you've covered the waterfront so kind of tell us why um you know you you graduated obviously and could have done anything with your law degree you ended up wanting to work with players and coaches and got ray perkins in 83 and then you're now with wallace jordan ratliff and brant and the rest is history so kind of fill us in
2: well you're rick i played at alabama i played football at alabama with coach Brant. then i played four years in the nfl uh, while I was at Alabama, Robert Fraley and I—we were teammates at Alabama. And people, I don't know if some people might remember Robert uh, represented Payne Stewart, uh, professional golfer, and uh, he and Payne were on the plane that uh, that crashed uh, several years ago. So uh... that's how Robert and I had talked about, you know, both going to law school and coming out and practicing together uh, when we were at Alabama, playing in Alabama, and so. uh while I was playing in the NFL he went to law school got out and he was practicing and he kept encouraging me when I I got cut uh... uh after my fourth year in the league uh... and decided to go back to law school so uh, got out of law school and Robert and I uh, I moved from Birmingham to Orlando Florida and we worked out of his house for about four or five months while we built uh... built our office and uh, Ray Perkins coach Brian had retired after the 1982 season and Ray was at uh, with the New York Giants, and Coach Bryant, Ray played at Alabama. Uh, coach Bryant hired him to come in as the, uh, as the head football coach, and then Coach Bryant passed away early in 1983, and Ray became the athletic director. And we, Robert and I, got an audience with Ray. We convinced him that he'd be better off having two former Alabama players represent him than a, a lawyer out of California. And uh, we had no idea what we were doing, but uh, we sold it to him. And so that's how we got started in the business.
0: Let's talk about the football free agency side. You know, we're run this week after the heels of the Vikings basically spreading their quarterbacks throughout the league. Uh, And it's you know hard to believe that the Viking tree last year will now maybe feed three starting quarterbacks plus getting Case Keenum for themselves. The whole world of free agency in the NFL, give us some general tips on where you think it is and what the trend is.
2: Well, you know, what I... I mean, I played, my rookie year, Rick, was 1975, uh, and uh, I had $8,000 signing bonus, $4,000 more when I made the team, and my base salary was $18,000.
0: Well, time out, and I've seen you run, and that was too much. <laughs> way, way too, too much. much. Yeah, well, it was a different game. It yeah, that. it was a different game. That's true. But, by the way, before we continue, so you got cut from a team that was 0-17, 0-14 the previous year, is that correct?
2: You talking about in Tampa the next year? Yeah. Yes, uh, sir. But uh, but uh, yeah, we were zero and fourteen regular season, zero and six uh, in preseason, so we lost twenty games. Tell
0: the story quickly, the McKay execution.
2: Coach McKay, I had been at. I was one of the few players probably in the history of the NFL that got drafted twice. Uh, I was drafted by Cincinnati out of Alabama, and then they had the, uh, the expansion allocation draft the next year. There were some guy, other guys uh, who, but the, each team. Got to protect about 25 or 27 players of a 40-man roster, and uh, so I had called Coach Bryant and asked him to call Coach McKay. They were buddies, and so uh, I thought I'd have a better chance to play in Tampa than uh, special teams. I was, which I was playing in uh, Cincinnati. So, end up in Tampa Bay. Uh, Coach McKay was completely different than Coach Bryant, uh, just the way his personality and things. But uh, yeah, the big joke. One of the big jokes was, you know, Coach McKay's talking to the the media after a game, and they said, Coach, what do you think about your team's execution? And Coach McKay's response was, I'm all in favor of that.
0: May have been the best line in the history of football. You were talking about the differences between kind of 35 years ago and more and today as far as free agencies is concerned.
2: Well, back then, back when I was playing, we didn't know, nobody knew what anybody else was making. You know, the Players Association was not, didn't have much, uh, much power, uh, no one uh, knew the, had any salary information of what anybody else was making you could have had a guy sitting on the bench that was making more than a starter but uh, the players association has helped because now everybody knows what everybody's making uh, and the players association has taken a more active role really college players after they're drafted uh, your first contract they don't really even need an, uh, an agent or an attorney to represent them because those numbers are are predetermined year by year Uh, under the new collective bargaining agreement. But, uh, you know, the salary cap, the 2018 NFL salary cap is $177 million. (laughs) I mean, minimum salary for a rookie in the NFL in 2018 is $480,000. But uh, as far as, you know, like Drew Brees, the money that he got, Kirk Cousins signs a three-year deal for $84 million, and it's all guaranteed. And is, is Kirk Cousins, and I follow the NFL not that closely because I don't really don't represent players, I represent a few coaches, but, you know, is Kirk Cousins, does his background really warrant giving a guy, you know, $28 million a year? Maybe so. You know, Jimmy Garoppolo, who, you know, goes to San Francisco, he signs a five-year deal for $137.5 million. And so, uh, but hey, you know, it's it's the market right now, you know. Teams need a quarterback, and then you start. You know, the quarterbacks are usually the first ones that uh, that go somewhere, and then now you see offensive linemen, you know, tight ends, running backs, you know, other players who are uh, are moving from team to team. But free agency is, you know, it's, you know, unfortunately, a lot of guys never get to free agency in the NFL. You have a handful of players that play that long. But still, it kind of gets back to average career for an NFL player is, uh, is probably three and a half years.
0: Let's just talk now general baseball. So you don't represent baseball players or coaches, but you're a student of the industry. And it seems to me the big difference is that the baseball deals are more uh, backloaded and basically more guaranteed in a sport that is less violent than football.
2: How does that happen? That's right. Well, I think, again, it's because, like you said, you know, football... The uh, the teams they're smart. I mean, the owners of the teams are they're smart, and they say, why should we guarantee a guy, you know, for a, a five-year contract, where if he blows out his knee, or if it's a quarterback and he, you know, separates his shoulder or tears, you know, uh, his tears it up, tears his arm up, and he can't throw the ball anymore, then why should we guarantee the full five years? So they only do that. You know, uh, Kirk Cousins, his deal is fully guaranteed, which is a a great, great deal. But it is. Football is more violent. I think players are more likely to, you know, the, uh, your average career, like I said, was about three and a half years. And so uh, baseball is not as violent. Players have longer careers. Um, and, I, and I think the baseball, the, the Players Association and in, in Major League Baseball has done, over the course of history, a, a lot better job for their for their players than the NFL Player Association has done. Uh, I think the NFL Players Association is doing better. I think they've uh, improved things, and that's why I think you're starting now to see just the numbers. And a lot of it goes it gets back, as you know, Rick. I mean, television revenue, uh, the the TV contracts uh, are just uh, continue to go up and up. And, and my question is, how long can that continue?
0: Well, and I guess that leads to kind of a almost final question for you, which is does the luxury tax constrain the long-term mega guaranteed free agent contracts in baseball more than the salary cap does in football or is it both kind of completely separate uh, devices
2: well i think they're 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 both mechanisms mechanisms that are in place you know in the nfl and major league baseball to kind of keep things from just going just absolutely crazy And again, with all the things, and hey, I'm I'm all in favor of coaches. I mean, you got a coordinator at LSU, the defensive coordinator is making 2.5 million dollars a year. The coordinator, Uh, and and uh, and I'm all for that. But at some point, you just gotta kind of, especially college. And again, I deal more with college than I do uh, uh, in the NFL or, or Major League Baseball. But I just think at some point you just kind of step back and I'm all for the play, the coaches getting paid because their lifestyles are they have very little family uh life at all because of the hours that they put in, more so in college than the NFL. But uh you know, for guys for a coordinator to be making two and a half million dollars a year, uh Dave Ronde at L S. U has a four year, ten million dollar contract, which only 20 years ago or so, uh, again, kind of getting back to Coach Bowden in 1995, being the first guy to make a million dollars, a head coach, and now, now you've got a coordinator making two and a half a year for four years. It's, uh, but, hey, you know, the money is there. The money's you know, colleges are generating huge money uh, for their football, basketball programs. Um, but, uh, yeah, it is. It's kind of like how long can this go on? That's the big question.
0: Well, yeah, and let's also remember from our perspective, and we're old enough to say this, that we could have said the same thing. How long will this go on when Messer Smith was granted free agency in baseball in the first place? And that was 1977, ladies and gentlemen, so you know we're, we're both old, but we both have some perspective. Word of the wise, ladies and gentlemen. Rick Davis, it is always a pleasure, and the uh, Rick Davis uh, tennis camp of him fielding drop shots is available on uh, YouTube and Facebook. It is not pretty. Ladies and gentlemen, Rick Harrow, beyond the scoreboard, keeping score. See you soon. So Davis obviously has a unique perspective. He's he's, play, he's played, but he's also been involved in in the academic side of the agency world. Dan, what what's your hypothesis on the kind of comparison between the football free agent system and the baseball free agent system?
1: Well, you know, it, it's not right as much the systems as much as you saw this year. Uh, maybe for the second or third year. Uh, teams really waiting, sitting on the sidelines, waiting to bid down in some cases, um, not a lot of big splashes as soon as they can possibly sign someone, as soon as the waiting periods are over. And that struck me, and we, we keep hearing, well, they're saving their money for next year. But I think we heard that a couple of years ago, and there hadn't been the big signings. There were a few. And then we heard that next year is Manny Machado and a few others and this and Bryce Harper, and they're saving their money for that. And and they keep saving their money, and and we haven't seen the big signings of some very, very good players. Um, Cy Young award winners, um, MVP candidates in baseball. And, uh, you know, strangely, like a team like the Mets, which isn't usually active and known to be a little on the thrifty side, let's say, um, spends a lot of money right away. Other teams kind of hold back, and, and you have an interesting situation. Then football opens up, and it is literally— um, like, feels like Las Vegas, like the amounts of money that are flying around, um, some to good players, some to players who, you know, Nate Solder signed a contract with the Giants, huge contract for an offensive lineman. He's never been an all-pro. He becomes the highest paid offensive lineman in the NFL or something in the in that range. Uh, and it just strikes me that there's a different dynamic, and I don't know what it is. I don't know if Sabre Metrics has turned baseball into a a game of stock picking as opposed to indexing, uh, if you want to look at it like that, if you want to look at players as stocks or mutual funds, right? Or the NFL is in a situation where, you know, they kind of know, they have a framework through which they view their salaries and their compensation and their payrolls, and they plug in pieces, and then they fill in the rest at cost, you know? So I, I don't know what the dynamic is, but in a year that was so controversial in Major League Baseball, We've had a runaway train of spending in the NFL. And I just thought it was interesting to see how agents, who often represent people in both, uh, kind of how they view it and and how they manage it.
0: Yeah. And, and, you know, Rick's perspective on that is it is also a function of the economic system. The salary cap has effectively become a hard cap in the NFL. You know, I'm a Dolphin fan, or maybe was before Namakan Sue and Jarvis Landry left. But it's now a situation where the teams are, are home-growing, and before the next big contract, they're jettisoning guys. Free agents are big deals when they're signed, and if you don't have the next step in it and guarantee the performance, then they're gone. It's uh, uh, Running backs aren't as important as they used to be because they may be interchangeable. Uh, maybe the keys are a quarterback and maybe a quarterback. I don't know. What do you think, position by position? Yeah,
1: I, I think when you look at it, the, the, the running back, um, slot, not occupying huge money anymore, um, some premier wide receivers, the game's become more of a passing game, and defense. as a result, defensive backs and the off-pass rusher, um, you know, get some big money and left tackles again, um, but it, it is um, that dynamic uh, where, you know, it's better, especially on the higher-priced players in the NFL, where there's no guaranteed contracts, right, or there's some guaranteed money, but there's not guaranteed duration, um, that it's better to sell a year early than a year late. Uh, and, and with the hard cap, I guess that's a reality that baseball doesn't quite have. Uh, baseball has a little bit of a, of a different situation. You also have a farm system in baseball. And you could, you know, by the time guys get to the pros, they're not as risky, right? So you kind of know where you could pay them. You could slot them in. I think the range is a little, a little deeper in, in Major League Baseball because you have the ability to evaluate guys. Uh, And I I think that that makes a little bit of a difference. Uh,
0: I think that's a a really good point. But let's go back to the guarantee for a second. That was almost kind of an afterthought in your presentation. Mm -hmm. And I read the Kirk Cousins deal as potentially opening up a really significant Pandora's box. As you know, it's a three-year, $84 million deal with the Vikings that's fully guaranteed. And uh, it's not a 10-year deal, so it's not that watershed. But it is and many people on the player side are saying this gives the players the rationale to bet on themselves here's the way you get leverage mm. you make sure you become a free agent the free agent system's not going to change and then leverage yourself into a guarantee the critics are saying guarantees lower intensity i'm not really sure that's going to happen because we haven't had a whole lot of these guarantees on the nfl side right. the uh, the naive answer is well, you ought to have a guaranteed contract because this is a more violent sport. The careers are shorter, so you ought to guarantee him. well, that has nothing to do with the system because it's all about the market. What do you think?
1: Well, yeah, I mean, I, I think philosophically you're absolutely right. It is, a, it is a, it's a collision sport, and careers are shorter. I think, as, as Rick pointed out, a lot of guys don't even make it through their first contract. So the, the actually, we, we, it feels like a lot of activity, but in a larger percentage of players, some guys never get this free agent payday, right? So that's kind of an interesting, an interesting dynamic. Uh, and, I, you know, it's, it's tough to say it it's tough to play football with low intensity and not get hurt, right? At least that's what my high school coaches used to tell me. Uh, you know, you got to run hmm. through the tackle, right? You, you, don't, you don't stop. You don't pull up. And that's where the injuries happen. Well, weren't
0: so, you like under the point of tackle? Weren't you kind of like below the fray?
1: I like to pre- I prefer to think of it as a low low center of gravity. Yeah, well um, put. All right. and, I, I, I understand.
0: I understand. <laughs> but but, but this whole guarantee but thing, I mean it's look, not just it's not nothing to be made made fun of. The the whole guarantee intensity thing, I don't believe either. Mm. But what about the nature of changing the economic system, you know, that players and agents kind of have a pact where a general manager will say I'll give you a 6-year contract we can call it a 100 million dollar deal we can basically terminate it after 3 years and it's on the books for 50 then you readjust you think the cousins deal is going to change that i think the cousins deal has a has a chance to change the top strata of free agents. I
1: mean, this was uh, uh, maybe an aberration of a year because quarterbacks were so desired this year. And there are so many coming into the draft and everybody's kind of positioning around quarterbacks. So that added to the scarcity value and Kirk Cousins, like bargaining power. Um, but I think that does. I think the top strata of contracts is going to have to feel better. You saw Sherman, Richard Sherman, when he left the Seahawks, and the fans in Seattle were upset because he ended up with the 49ers, and he was like, "Look, I didn't leave them. They got rid of me. Uh, you know, they, they decided to terminate that contract." So I think you'll find teams that are in a rebuilding phase will guarantee and go out two or three years on the marquee players. Um, and so will teams who think they could win now, and then the rest of the teams are kind of gonna kind of pick and choose their spots. But I don't think the guarantee um, contract becomes a, a a regular thing across the board. I think the dynamics of a football team, um, the year to year performance, the injury situation makes it more important for the owners to be able to dump some of those contracts and and you know um, reinforce at other positions and use those resources elsewhere
0: and and that's a good point point. and next week we'll we'll talk about the other of the big three basketball contracts are generally guaranteed we know there's a lot of money in those and we'll key it into the final four weekend and we'll also talk about managing people's money with one of the best in the business as we go forward on that interview but let me ask you this just segueing to march madness stuff Do you know how many zeros are in the number nine point two quintillion?
1: If I had another twenty minutes, I could probably count them up. But no, you could probably
0: Google it. But here's the answer: Uh, I don't know. Is the answer? But it's it's the odds one in nine point two quintillion of filling out a perfect bracket in a normal year. That's before UMBC. What do you think of that?
1: Oh, I, I look, I, I, I don't know what the, you know, it's funny, I, I was trying to, I was asking you this question earlier today, that how many upsets is too many upsets? Like, we really need one Cinderella, right? It's hard to have a lot of Cinderellas, and it's hard to maintain kind of the viewership as the big schools get knocked off. So I think the NCAA likes the drama of those early round up, uh, you know, upsets. Um, but then as it gets later on into the tournament, I want to see Duke play North Carolina, um, you know? <laughs>
0: well, you ain't <laughs> seeing that this year. You know, so. um, yeah, but, you know, you may have the specter of Kansas, Kansas State. West Virginia Marshall is over, um, and and uh, that, that can, again, kind of fizzled. But you do have some interesting dynamics. Loyola-Chicago this year, obviously, right. a, you have some teams story, that, yeah. again, this is the week we always talk about the upset and Cinderella's. And next week, we may have chalk as they say, although at least from one of the four brackets, we won't. So we'll check in before San Antonio next week, and we'll talk about the NBA one and done as it relates to the Final Four in basketball, and we'll deal with the Final Four. Riccaro, Dan Colarusso, see you next week. Thanks for listening to this edition of Keeping Score. Our producer, Alex Cohen, associate producer, Freddie Joyner, assistance provided by Carlos Waddick, Tanner Simpkins, Jesse Leeds, and Jamie Swimmer. And the executive editor of Reuters Digital, Dan Calaruso. I'm Ricaro. Thanks again for listening. See you next time on Keeping Score.